Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's Darkness! That's the worst impression of Slade you guys are ever going to see. But hello, folks. Welcome to the Fallout Bar. Night number one of the PBC World Championships. You know it, boys. We are in for the long haul as the big festive party that is the Alexandra Palace PBC World Darts Championship got underway today. The Intro music is back. I'm back. Cam and Luke are back. The darts are back. What's there not to be happy about? Boys, Luke, start with you. How good is it to have the World Championship back? Even better if we could hear you. Fantastic start. <laughs> <laughs> You're not on mute because I can see it. Cam, we'll start with you while Luke tries to fix it. Just interject, Luke, when you fix your technology problems. Oh, it's great to be back, isn't it? <laughs> it's the one it's the one we all look forward to it's a long long few weeks for us but we absolutely love every minute of it don't we it's just the best one of the lot isn't it yeah i mean the long few weeks has just got a little bit shorter for us in a fashion because of the news today that the wdf world championship has been postponed for approximately four months um incredibly sad story for them but due to um what they say is uh, impending possible government COVID restrictions and the need for that event to basically have a crowd. Um, that event has now been pushed back until April. I've just seen Shawnee Mack is in the chat room driving home. He's just been for his final practice with Alan Suter ahead of Suits' trip to the Alexandra Palace. I hope that went well, buddy. Gutted that the World Championship has been pushed back, especially for those that I know have got eyes on Q School in January. Um, but nonetheless, um, we will continue with the PDC and that just gives us more time to focus on Q School in January as well because obviously there was quite a large overlap with that one. Luke, have you fixed your technology issues yet? No. No. That was a big no. While you try a little bit, let's... Uh, have I got any settings? You... Let's unmute you. Yeah. No, have you got a different mic you can try? Edit mic settings. 
No, it's all on absolutely fine. No. <laughs> I'd love to say I don't know how you feel, but this happened to me all the time when we first started up. So I've been there, I've done that. His stomach just sinks. Um, while we're waiting for Luke, hopefully he's going to jump back on in a needs, second. I think he needs to go on the camera mic settings at the bottom, which will let him change the input. But Possibly. Good shout. Um, let's say hello to a few people. Juanita, first in. God knows what time it is uh, in Australia this time around. Hopefully you're staying up to watch a Jimmy and Stuart Broad masterclass later on as well. But enough on cricket because we were terrible in the first test. Uh, second in was Craig. Hello to Craig. I uh, hope your radio shows are going well, buddy. Uh, the ice hockey's been cancelled for the foreseeable because of COVID. Uh, Rose is in. She says, evening all. Maliki in. Without even saying hello, he just slags off the world number one. A world champion price wasn't great at all tonight. Uh, Colin George is in. He said good evening as well. Marcus said not a bad night of darts. Um, the man we call a colleague, Cameron. Jarliffe and shame the crowd of bobbins tonight. We've been having that debate in our WhatsApp yeah. group, and we will no doubt have that debate um, later on on this show as well, because we're going to go in order of the matches played tonight, because obviously it's difficult to talk about the fourth game and, and the big attraction of the show without talking about the very first game tonight, because one led on to the other. Um, anyone else into... Lee's in. Hello, buddy. See, you didn't sign up to this one. Matthew's in. Daz is in. Tommy says, sorry, he's late. Don't worry, mate. So were we standard occurrence on this Boy. show? And now we're down to just two. Um, and Tommy says, what bottle from Price? Yes, indeed, as he responded. Uh, but Cam, as I said, we're not going to start there. We are going to go in order of the matches tonight. And that started with Richie Edhouse opening the show against a very, very late call-up in Peter Hudson. Um, he was third man on the reserves list. Um, Li Hao Wen had to withdraw. Um, so because of that, uh, Peter Hudson got a call up 48 hours ago. Um, and actually, the way he started, Cam, it looked like he was going to make the most of that opportunity. But Richie Edhouse, despite missing 39 darts on the outer ring, gets over the line in that very first match. It wasn't the best watch was it it wasn't wasn't the best of games to open up but it's always going to be nervy especially a little prelim game and on the first night kicking us off yeah ed also looked, looked shaky on on the outer ring the averages were were not really great i managed to well i didn't see all of this game i'll be honest uh, i was stuck in work a little bit late i may have tried to sneak it on my phone for a little while while no one was looking when I was at work. Hopefully nobody's watching from work and we'll be all right on that one. But, uh, yeah. Stop incriminating yourself more, man. There's going to be plenty more of that because there's so many afternoon sessions before anybody finishes work at the back end of this week. Oh, the afternoon ones I just have to write off for. I can't get away with those. But luckily, there was only a couple of us left in the office later on, so I managed to get away with it. But, um, yeah, it was... He got over the line, he did what he needed to do. He looked in a bit of bother at 2-1 down. And he kind of saying he held it together when he missed 39 darts at a double. I'm not sure is the right way of phrasing it, but kind of is what he did to get over the line in the end and set up a match with the world number one and world champ. Well, we say he didn't really hold it together. He won back-to-back -to -back sets to wrap the match up. 3-0, 3-0 to win six legs 
in our yeah. row to get over the line from 2-1 down to open the World Championships, which, let's be honest, there's enough players that have been speaking about that experience. Wayne Mardle says he's had that experience. Just the pressure of opening the show in the biggest darts event of the year would have played on that man's shoulders because you look, it was night and day from his performance three matches later on, which we'll get onto uh, very, very shortly. Yeah, I was trying not to jump into that. Yeah. Talking of the big turnaround, though, because that's what Richard has done. A word on Peter Hudson's transformation, by the way. Um, how good did The Rock look after losing a severe amount of weight? And he's not the first to have done it either on the tour. Uh, Mark McGinney's another that springs to mind. Big John Henderson. The boys are really starting to take this sport seriously now, aren't they? They are. And I think I think the man that we're talking about later on in the night is probably a massive part of that, to be honest. The fact that it does matter what shape you're in, especially when you get into maybe not so much in the early stages, but when you get later on into the tournament, you're having to play 13 sets. You're going to have to be pretty fit to do it. And I saw this man's face light up when I said about a turnaround, and that's when he thought I was going to introduce him. Now we're talking about shapes. Hello, Jarlath Eaton. How are you? Good, sir. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> T-shirt on as well. Good evening, everybody. This is what happens when Luke's uh, mic falls down. They come to the scrape to the bottom of the barrel uh, over the next few days. So I am constantly on standby. Uh, if you don't know uh, that the uh, reports and, and the previews are all being done by yours truly, so I will be up late anyway. So, Gob, if you're ever in need of a substitute to come off the bench, you know I'm always here, certainly for the next seven days anyway. Good Yay! evening. Everybody. We're not getting rid of you just yet. You tried it, but we're, we're clinging on to just for that little bit longer. And I'm sure the chat room would agree. What a wonderful experience this is. Uh, unless it's Malachi who says, oh, God, it's Joe. <laughs> Welcome back, pal. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. Our friends from the Weekly Dark Cast are in as well. Good evening, gents. Good evening, guys. Alex. Um, but nice to see you folks there. Um, I think, boys, that is game number one done um usually we would have an interview to play or a clip to play from all of the players involved but as Richie Headhouse played or the winner of game one which turned out to be Richie Headhouse had to play again on that evening uh, they're not obliged to do a media uh, any media requirements at that moment they're allowed to go and, and get themselves ready for their next game on the same night everybody else that wins uh, from here on in will play their second round game on a different night so we won't have this situation again so we do have two clips for you at the minute and I've just seen the boss man uh, hidden in the back end of the software, which hopefully means you're about to get the world number one uh, given to us as well. But he's got about 10 to 15 minutes, so don't stress, Phil. Um, I can see you moving quicker than I've ever seen you move before, good sir. Uh, on to game number two, Jar. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what? Honestly, the amount of time I've, I've seen that man move quicker. The only time I've ever seen that move, man move quicker was at the Players' Championship Finals. When we were trying to turn stuff around on that Friday afternoon, that was uh, that was an interesting afternoon in particular. A, a proper slog. Um, mm. Game number two, boys, was a little bit one-sided. Um, the first couple of legs, um, you thought this was going to be a little bit drab, but then Ricky Evans turned it around. A truly professional performance from Ricky Evans, Jar finishing with a 96 match average and a three-nil whitewash of Nitin Guma. Yeah, it was it was it was a very non plus game. There wasn't really much to talk about. Let's be frank about it. Um, Nitin Kumar has won three straight Indian qualifiers, has made the world's three of the last four years, and he's yet to win 
a set in all of them. And I'm not saying that, you know, that makes him a bad player or anything like that. But Indian darts isn't at this moment in time the hotbed of places to go and play darts, in particular where not many people do in a place that has been ravaged so much by COVID. Let's not forget about the fact that India at one stage throughout the year nearly pretty much collapsed on its arse due to the fact of how many deaths there were. But having said that, though, I thought he played, gave a good account of himself. Ricky just hit some absolute monster finishes. The one six seven to win the first set was was ludicrously good. I think he did that within about well within about a second of probably doing that, which was very very good. quickly turned it on. Did he slow, yeah. it up, slow it down a bit for that one? Did he? I think so, just about Cam. Yeah, uh, and then the one thirty to win the match as well when he was on fourteen could have made it into a uh, you know into a into a, a deciding leg in that third set. It wasn't necessarily a bad performance, Nick Kumar. Just Ricky Evans did, as Mark Van Gogh would say, the right scene to the right moments. And so yes. because of that, he was he was away and gone. And now he's got Daryl Gurney tomorrow. And I'm sure Matt, uh, Matt Ward is watching this one. is going to be lovely. You know, he's guaranteed to lose someone in the last 64. <laughs> Terrible accents are optional, by the way, folks. We're not, we're not contractually obliged to do those. But, you know, it just adds a little bit more fun to this tournament. Um, Cam, a, a quick word on Nitin Kumar. I think Jar covered pretty much all of it there. Um, we've seen him play the PDC before. Um, I think he's still yet to win a set at the World Championships. Um, a player that has, has got potential, and I see him in the Diego Portela, maybe even um, Devon Peterson mould in the, the countries that the PDC want this game to get into, need somebody to make that big step first. And I think if India is going to be an emerging market for the PDC. Nitin Kumar could be really, really important for that to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably massively important for that to happen. And I thought Charles was a little bit kind, to be honest. I, I didn't think he really showed up hugely at all, um, other than other than the hurt, which we've, we've got to mention that at some point <laughs> before we before we move on. But yeah, he's obviously he's got talent. He's, he's clearly a very good player but it's it's a different level stepping up on that stage and i thought rick evans was really really good i thought he was just really professional it's good average he fired in a few 180s like i say the 167 and the 130 were both magic and i thought he looked good and i think he fancies a little bit up on that stage as well he he was very very good in his interview afterwards i thought he clearly fancied it a little bit and he fancied a little go at daryl as well I did like particularly that he said he will not be singing along to Sweet Caroline because he doesn't like it. And quite rightly so. It's an overplayed song. Well done, Ricky Evans. I've got a lot of time for that. Also, also, <laughs> also, also, the Ricky Evans Sue celebration. I've got a lot of time for that as well. Excellent but stuff. Really you and I wonder why. What football team do you support? Uh, I, I, football's the winner at the moment in time, Gob. <laughs> you you are, you are no. No, 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 we, no, we just get called off with COVID. But no, in all seriousness, look, I, I thought I, I thought Evans played reasonably well when he needed to. He needed to turn it on when when it happened, and he did. The one six seven was was true. And yes, Alex, you're totally right. Daryl still doesn't know the words, sweet Caroline. Um, he hasn't known the words for about seven or eight years. He, he just goes like that. Doesn't really know understand it. He's just so. conducting. The conductor doesn't do the singing. Yeah. In my shop, the Lee Boyce enjoyed that as well. Good man. Good oh, man. What a surprise. More importantly, YMCA for the walk-on friends. It looked like Sophie was struggling with the moves for that one. One of the PDC dancers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the most complex of dancers in the world. They will have learned far more difficult routines 
Um, she got there in the end, bless her. Um, but really, really enjoying it. Uh, I think Cam touched on interview. We're going to go there in a second. Um, but I feel like it's a good time to ask this question and people can respond to it at the back of the interview. Who is playing fancy darts in the online darts league? Uh, what a sort of came out of nowhere, didn't it? From the PDC, uh, a yeah. day and a bit's notice that they've just dropped a, a fantasy game. Really like the format, actually. I like the fact that your team changes and the number of players that you need per round changes. Um, I think I've made a bit of a mistake with my captain. Um, and I'll explain why shortly, because I'm not sure you can make any more changes to game week one. Um, but yeah, I think it's got quite a lot of interest. The iOS app is has been launched today as well. So I've got my eye on it that way. So I don't forget to make any changes. Um, but yeah, I'll let you guys fire into the chat room if you're getting involved in the online darts league. We will have a prize for that, I promise. Um, we just haven't decided what it is yet. It'll basically be whatever Phil can get from the players whilst he's at Alexandra Palace. Didn't want to over-promise and under-deliver. Um, but I'm sh it's most likely uh, to be a signed program from the winner, but it depends what happens on that final night. So uh, keep your eyes out for that one. Uh, we're not going to go through the league table just yet. Uh, we'll give it a couple of days, and then we'll see as people start to pick up points. Um, I think Dan is our league admin, so we might be looking to you, Mr. Simpson, to provide us with all that detail. Um, back to the game we were just talking about. Let's hear from Ricky Evans then. As I said, we will have clips of everybody's interviews. These aren't the full interviews. They are available on our YouTube channel. You can jump over to those and watch them as soon as the show finishes. Uh, but this is Ricky Evans in his post-match press conference. All right, 40 now. Had a bad year. So, someone else's problem now. But it's just one of them things. Last year, I played really well against him and got nothing for it. So, just I've just got to keep believing. And I've got a probably a harder game tomorrow because I like... Well, it does have a lot more to with, but I like Daryl very much. He's a stable mate so it's going to be a harder game tomorrow but it's, you've got to hate him you've got to hate he's going to hate me tomorrow I'm going to, I've got to hate him so yeah it's no, it's no point worried about who I played in previous games just, just keep doing what I'm doing thoughts of Ricky Evans as he prepares to take on stable mate Daryl Gurney which means boys the Hooch logo will be on stage in two different places at once. What a sponsorship deal that is for the NBA stable. Can, um, I, just go in there. can, can I just say, <laughs> you know, like you, uni. You're about to, I was about to say, do you remember it feel, feels like Ocean Wednesday, Gob? Just yeah. a bit. Horrendous. Um, who is playing then? Yes. Dan nobody should know the words to Sweet Caroline. That song leads out, Lauren. <laughs> Definitely a miserable man from the Northeast. But he is playing in the fancy league. Winita is involved as well. Uh, Lee, I'm in. I've made the same mistake. God pick someone who's already in round two instead of someone who plays round one and two. Got him. That is the point I was about to make. I've picked one. Could be worse. We could not have time to do it. Oh, Cameron. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't really scroll down and look at the scoring points enough and realise that you get 180 points and, and a win and all that sort of thing. So somebody that's going to... Oh, who did you pick then who's already in round two out of the 33 and... Well, not out of 33, I've picked Peter Wright as my captain. I just need him to have a very, very good performance because there's more points available to somebody that wins round one and round two than there is to Peter Wright in round two. And I think well, a lot well, of people fell well, flat well, as well. Paul well, well, shared his team and had Gerwin Price as the captain. Well, um, I, had MV, I had MVG as my, I've got MVG as my captain. Yeah, because and I think no, a lot of people have fallen into that trap where actually it's possibly more beneficial to have picked uh, a player that's playing twice well, it just depends how many points losing will take away from them. Dan says the cooked by him and wine. And I'll tell you what, 
that is probably worth more than anything we could produce. <laughs> Dan is a man that likes the finer things in life. Especially um, if he gives you a lift there and back as well in his car. What's on the menu? Palmos. Tell, <laughs> tell me you live near Glendorant without telling me you live near Glendorant. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie is in. Hello, mate. And Lee has gone Captain Doby, who I think is in for big things this tournament of a jump on to a Twitter spaces with our friend Henry Deacon last night and discussed. Uh, on to them, boys. Game number three, um, hotly tipped as the game of the night before um, play got underway. And actually, I think it delivered. Um, it was a really good scrap between the two. Um, the performance from Gerwin Price, average-wise, says it was better. But I think the fact that neither of these two really got away from each other made it a little bit scrappier, but there were more tense moments in that and actually jar it was an examination that adrian lewis possibly needed he's, he's, he's been handed tough draws for a lot of the last two and a bit years and i know that sometimes you haven't necessarily agreed with that but when you look back at it a man that is searching for form again could have asked for better draws over the last couple of years just to ease himself into tournaments and, and improve that tv record matt campbell was an absolute stinker of a draw and he passed the test pretty comfortably in the end yeah, I, what I'd say on that is that in terms of Adrian Lewis, is that when he gets to that top 32, 16 stage of, of, of tournaments, you're going to get those draws. If you're going to, as the old saying goes, if you want to be the man, you've got to beat the man. And he hasn't been able to do that. Having said that, though, Matt Campbell played some obviously some outstanding. By the way, massive shout out to Sky for dropping the lively name uh, about at least 70,000 times during the opening night. Love that. Thank you. It's almost as if Gob it's actually given opportunities to players that are outside the PDC system, but you know, but, but you know, it's, but you know, it's, uh, it's just a marketing exercise of bookmakers apparently. Oh, it, sorry. It, did it, I say that it, it, It's got absolute bits this year. We can't deny it. Little nibble there, John. Look at the field for the WDF and, and, that's sort of not a thing at the minute, which again, really sad news. But the field was largely players that played in that in that live league. Um, it was mentioned in the build-up and during commentary. Um, the fact that being noticed like that. Look, Matt Campbell is thirteen and a half thousand pounds better off from two weeks' work. Yeah, you mean you, you have six to... grand six grand in the live league, seven and a half thousand pounds for his first round exit, and the man already has a tour card. So he can go back to Canada for a couple of weeks and bring himself back last weekend of January for the start of Pro Tour. Yeah, I mean, also as well, want to talk about this though. Yes, Dan Simpson makes a very good point. The shade on Jeff Smith during the commentary saying he's the best Canadian. Mm, let's just hold fire on that for a second. But yeah. going back to your point, Lewis played really, really well. I thought there were some crucial moments in the game where he really turned the screw. And the fact is, is that from the first set onwards, he won nine of the next 13 legs. Like there's no end. There's no denying what that he put to, that he put, uh, that he did. Uh, Malachi, do not go down that road. <laughs> I just saw it as well. I was just, just do not chat. go down that road. It is alleged. Let's just hold right. fire there. Anyway, so I, I thought the big moment came in that third set when he went two nil up. Did Campbell? Oh, sorry, sorry, it wasn't. Ed, I was talking about Ed House. Then I was thinking of the Ed House price game. We'll move on to that in a second. But I was really thought that the one three seven setup for Lewis was so crucial in that game, in that third set in the fifth leg. That just turned the game completely. Um, and yeah, Brandon's right. I, Matt Campbell would have probably beaten a lot of the first round winners the way he played. But this is a huge win for AD to continue that confidence from where he came from. Kim Highbreaks, yes. He should have beaten Peter Wright at the Players' Championship Finals. There's no doubt about that for me. He missed too much starts. 
but he's managed to continue that form. He's got the thing out of it, and now he's got an opportunity to uh, to do that. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> That's in the wrong part of the chat, Phil. Thanks a lot, mate. Um, I'd already seen it, but yeah. Um, Cam, another word on Adrian Lewis. Look, I can't speak highly enough about Campbell. I think he's a superb player, and we've seen that at the World Cup. And there's... I suppose it, this is a question about Matt Campbell as well as Adrian Lewis. In the in the tense moments when we see Matt Campbell on stage, he hasn't quite been there. That performance against the Belgians at the World Cup a couple of years ago, when him and uh, Jeff Smith were were completely in the in the ascendancy that week, um, Campbell went missing a little bit in those crucial moments. And by contrast, Adrian Lewis wins back-to-back sets to get over the line in this match in deciding legs, and that could be really key for Adrian Lewis, who again, has just been absent in the big moment in a lot of his TV performances in the last 18 months. Yeah, I think Matt Campbell is... Hiding legs, and that could be really key. Whoa. Sorry about that. Keith, Adrian Lewis. There we go. I mean, I know I'm great to listen to, but I don't <laughs> need to hear me twice, Jar. <laughs> I was trying to get. I was trying to have a look at some stuff on our, on, our, on the actual YouTube feed. I apologise for interrupting. Cam, continue. All right. Um, yeah, Matt Campbell. I think he's still very young, isn't he? He's got a long lot of time. I think that composure and the big moments will come, and it will improve over time. The more he plays good competitive darts, like he's been doing, like we said, in in the online league, and he's that'll improve. But yeah, Eddie looked looked really good under pressure. I thought. The one two eight, uh, the one oh eight, followed by, like say, that one three seven setup for the tops in like in set three to get over the line there, get back to two two, and then win the deciding leg, and then go and do it again in the finals. So I think really good sign. And if Gary's not on his game, he could be in a bit of bother because AD looks good when the pressure's on. He does at the minute, and that was a point that, that Jamie just made actually. Adrian Lewis played it when he was under pressure, but he was definitely feeling it. We're starting to see that a little bit more from Adrian Lewis. And we know he's got the game when he's comfortable and casual up on stage. It's been those moments when it's not quite going for him, when somebody puts the pressure back on him that he's started to fall apart. But he's tinkered with his dart set up again before today, which I was a little bit disappointed to see. But it got him over the line nonetheless. But he is in for a big test tomorrow night. Um, let's hear from Adrian Lewis then, boys, before we discuss the final game of the night. And look ahead at eight games tomorrow. The show's already gone on for a little bit longer because I forgot the fact we have to look at a double session tomorrow um, as there is an afternoon session and evening session on Thursday at Alexandra Palace. Um, a quick reminder, folks, that this show is brought to you in association with our friends at Boyle Sports. Um, you can look on our social media throughout the next 15 days after today. Uh, we'll be giving you the best tips and odds on that. Also, if you don't follow us already, jump over onto our TikTok. Sam Tizzle will be giving you some uh, tips on that one as well. And I'll tell you what, as, as, as rubbish as us lot are at predicting things to happen in the darting world, pretty good when it comes to bashing a bookie as Sam Tizzle. Um, so jump over and see what you can do with the main man from Yorkshire. Um, let's listen then to Adrian Lewis. Uh, he is in his post-match press conference. I haven't seen him yet, no. Um, you know, what happened happened and uh, it, it says what it says. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk again. Adrian, Cheers, Phil. Christmas. Thank you. So you've not had a, you've not, had a Christmas card not yet, no. <laughs> he said he's not buying for two people, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Short and sweet from Eddie, but it's good that he can poke fun at that situation from the Players' Championships. He was visibly quite upset, if you follow him on social media after the match. Um, but as he calmed down, I think it's water under the bridge for him and, and Peter Wright, and I'm sure they will 
shake hands and move on. These these tiffs don't tend to last in darts these days. Um, and they're two players that are right up at the top of that. Um, on to the final game of the night then, boys. And the defending champion, Gerwin Price, got his campaign underway against the game number one winner, Richie Edhouse. And look, an interesting opening to this match as Edhouse takes a 3-0 lead. Um, Jar, you were telling me at this point how much trouble Gerwin Price was in. Yeah, um, was. <laughs> but it didn't it finish that way, did it? No, but he was in trouble at that point. Like, let's not let's not take the pee here. He was in trouble. He needed two huge surplus checkouts in order to go and win the match. That was as simple as plain as that. At the end of the day, he hit the doubles and Richie Edhouse didn't. Edhouse went 2-0 up in the third set. Yeah, okay, he was 12-51 in the first game against Hudson. That was an absolute bobbins game. But at the same time... The one with eight with, with Edhouse on eighty seven after twelve, that's not a bad line when you've got the throw. A, a one thirty on a ball from Price has changed the game completely, and it, it wasn't a walkover as well. It was it wasn't a walkover, and don't forget as well, Edhouse pushed him in that second set as well. All three of that, both those sets there, the two and the third set, Wayne Mardle, best analyst in the game. Always says, win the fifth legs. That's what Price did, and that's the reason why he's into the World Championship third round again. But he would have been the first... Here's a question, actually, for the chat room. He'd have been the first world champion, defending world champion, to lose his opening round game, or his first game on the World Championship, since when, if he'd have lost that game tonight? Just a little bit of a trivia question. I'll leave that to the chat room. Yeah. See if anybody gets that. But beside the point, he was tested. And do you know what? The fact that Price was tested at this early stage, Bob, is going to help him when he comes back after Christmas, when he plays either Kim Hybrex, Steve Beaton or Fallon Cherrick. Yeah. Of the draw, that one. Cam, look, we just literally said the same thing about Adrian Lewis, about how winning those last leg deciders were key for him. Gerwin Price wins two last leg deciding sets himself. Um, one of those um, that Richie Edhouse led. 2-0 um, that was probably the turning point because Edhouse did lose 2-0 and then he sort of fell apart a bit he got a little bit too comfortable I think, his scoring dropped off a bit for those next two legs, allowed Price back into the game and look, Rod Studd may not believe in momentum but I firmly do believe at that point, the pressure that comes with allowing your opponent back into a set from 2-0 down to 2 apiece especially one that is as vocal and um, filled with motion on the hockey. I can't think of the right adjective. Um, as, as one that is as visibly outlandish and outgoing as, as Gerwin Price, you put yourself under a lot of pressure, don't you? You do, yeah. And I think we saw the reaction from Richie sort of in the background as Price celebrated that 130 to go 2-1 up. But yeah, like I say, Richie put him under a lot of pressure and I don't think he got too comfortable at that point where he was 2-0 up in that set, I think he realised what he was on the verge of possibly having the chance to do and tightened up a little bit. But again, it's it's early stage of playing up on that stage for Richie. He's not had big experience of being on that World Championship stage, whereas Price has gone and done it and gone all the way to the end of it. And although he was in, in a bit of bother, and I completely agree with Jar on that, but he was in banging trouble and... If he doesn't take out that one, if he wires the ball there and Richie takes out the 86 that he'd left, he quite possibly loses that game. But 
it's all ifs and buts and when it mattered he got it done and you kind of always even though he wasn't in trouble you kind of always felt he was still a little bit comfortable and those last two sets were pretty incredible was it about 112 average for the last two sets it was something ridiculous to improve his average from the low 80s at that first set was all the way up to 101 and the highest average of the night and therefore of the tournament so far Jarlith. um look defending champ is through tested a little bit that'll be good for him but he now does have the biggest gap between when he plays again to go home okay it's christmas time to relax but given covid and everything else around at the minute i think you if you're going price you'd rather be playing in two three days time and and having the tournament a little bit shorter in time to keep it going because that was a good performance with him possibly um i think it's going to be happy that he was just actually just get through and it means that he can you know, relax himself after Christmas. By the way, uh, where is it? Tommy Tornado, you are absolutely bob on with a question that we pasted, uh, posted earlier. Clark, John Part is the last player to have lost in the World Championship in his defending uh, first round match. He did it twice, you are correct, 2004 and 2009. It's not as often as you might think that a player has obviously gone on in the PDC stage. The only other player that I could find when I was doing my research was Dennis Priestley, and even he fell in the group stages of the 1995 World Championship because obviously Philip Douglas Taylor decided, nah, I'm going to have this World Championship, please, and you can all wander off. It's not happened very often because Taylor won 16 and so many of them back to back to back. Yeah. There aren't that yeah. many opportunities for it to happen when you're as good as Phil Douglas Taylor. Yeah. Um, so, so, so yeah. there's that. So congratulations, yes. Um, Yes, uh, Brandon, you asked about Rob Cross. Yes, he actually lost in the last 16 to Luke Humphreys that year uh, that he defended the World Championship. He lost uh, in the second round to Kim Hybrex in 2020. I remember that because Gob was predicting it for three weeks beforehand and uh, I didn't want to believe him and I had to believe him, which was a shame. Uh, but yeah, going back to Price. Right. Yeah, going back to Price because I know we need to get on because we've got eight games to preview. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not particularly, I don't think he's particularly asked about when he plays next. He knows what he's going to get from the crowd, particularly if it is Fallon Sherrick. That's going to be front page news as well as back page news, I think, that game, if it were to happen. Yes. Now, I don't know what he said in his post-match press conference. No, I don't. Play it first in case he touches on the crowd. And then we're going to have a discussion about the crowd, no matter what's in this interview. It's just to maybe give us a little bit of background before we do so. Well, obviously, it's the same tournament, but yeah, it is, it is a fresh start. I mean, you, you can't get any momentum having having 11 12 days off so yeah i'll go home like i said I, i'll enjoy the christmas i'll practice and i'll just come back and yes yeah, it's, it's, it's a new tournament but it's the same tournament not just because the fans are, it's just because of the tournament you know it's the biggest tournament of the year everybody wants to win this you know it's, it's big ranking points obviously i'm defending champ but i, I want to defend this tournament and I want to be world champ going into 2022 so yeah it's um a lot of pressure on my back not just because I'm defending champ, but I just want to win again. I hate to be that guy, but he will be world champ going into 2022, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> it will just be how long into 2022 that lasts for. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Jai. You know I'm right. It may be pedantic, but it was just a moment. The world know? championship ends the current season, Gob, of 2021. It does not start the 2022 season. We know this. What date does the calendar what? take? What was that? What, what what date will it say on the calendar? It will say the 2021 to 2022 World Arts Championship that ends the 2021 season. Goodbye. The PDC calendar, the Gregorian calendar. You've got a lot to talk about. Move on. We do. Stop when you're wrong. 
Um, yeah, look, a, a quick discussion on the crowd, boys. The Boo Boys were back. Um, oh, I've in a long time. I felt some sympathy for, for Gerwin Price. I know, Jar, you were more concerned about the lack of variety of songs, and you're about to go and print off hymn sheets for everybody. If you can find six songs, that'd be much appreciated. Um, but we don't have time for that discussion tonight. We do have time for the discussion around Gerwin Price, boys. Look, it's getting booed. A lot of play people in the darts media and people that are, are fans of the sport that don't really attend as much, I think, because they understand that actually the experience you get from watching from home is, is better to view the darts, I think, um, than being live in a crowd. You end up watching it up on a big screen a little bit further away anyway. Um, but the Boo Boys are back for Gerwin Price, and he looked visibly upset i think on the walk on there was just something behind the eyes that said i was hoping that wasn't going to happen here because i am world champion and this was the scene of it and he would have so many players will have imagined being announced as the reigning and defending world champion he missed out on a lot of that throughout the year as as covid struck and a lot of events were played behind closed doors the first time he's back at the scene of the crime if you like and they were out to get him again basically um now, look, this has happened for a long, long time, Gammon. I, I just don't know where we go with it. I just think that the character and nature of Gerwin Price is to respond to everything and anything that is thrown at him, and that includes the booing. And I think there have been opportunities in the past where he could have stamped it out and, and just got off, got on with it. And, and look, I'm not saying it's the easiest thing in the world to do, to just ignore fans booing at you but it's very much like when you're a child and somebody's winding you up for hours and hours and hours the parents will tell you don't react to it they'll get bored they'll go away and they'll stop doing it and price has had the opportunity a couple of times then he's just said in the media rather i think rather stupidly in about march or april time that actually was missing the crowd booing him at one point and it made him play better and whatever and then he fires back at them at every opportunity he's got and I, I'm not saying it's the easiest thing to do when you've got three and a half thousand people screaming and booing at you, but there must have been a, a tournament or two where he could have just ignored it, got on with it. The minute anybody else asked him a question about it in interviews or, or pre-spoke to the people conducting it, he was saying, I just don't want to talk about the crowd, don't ask me about it, because they can do that. They could have moved on from it. It would have been an absolute non-story and Gerwin Price would be getting the respect that's, that so many people think he deserves because he's world number one and world champion count. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind, of, I'm kind of in the corner of. I, he's brought a lot of it on himself, and he doesn't help himself at times, and he's just got to put up with it and shut up about it because it's getting to the point where every time I like, did it again today, he's mentioning it. He he brings it up in the interview before anyone else does, and he, it's not that he's getting asked about it and then just trying to be open honest about it. He straight away is mentioning it. He gave it again today. He's like, oh, it's a bit difficult with these lot. It's like. Just shut up about it and get on with it. I I did feel slightly sorry for him at the start because it's the first time he's been up there as world champion with fans there, and I kind of thought maybe they, maybe today you give him a, a miss, but just get on with your game. Don't and just take them out of the game by playing well. Like if, if he goes deep in this tournament, it'll all stop. Like and it will and he'll get the credit he deserves later on. He's well, not going to get booed like that. Responding to it because. Uh, if you take a Wales flag to London, you're probably going to get some jip about it no matter what, or if you handed it from the crowd. That that was a bit more 
pantomime I think and a little bit of, yeah. of banter you raise a Welsh flag in the middle of London somebody's going to go boo at you that's just the way it works between yeah. the nations um but it, it was just the responses and the, the gun shows and the big roar straight back at the crowd instead of just giving it to your opponent looking at your team and, and getting and going again um I had another question line of jar that's the one um I'm a little bit sat on a fence right now or or in a place where the very same people that are saying this is wrong and that think that Derwin Price should be getting more respect because he is world number one and the reigning world champion are the very same people that in years gone by have said the crowd pay for their money so they can do what they want. Yeah. And are also very much on the bandwagon right now of Fallon Sherrock being included in the Premier League because it's commercially viable and sells tickets. Booing Gerwin Price because of the fact it's been going on for so long and was the pantomime thing to do. A lot of the crowd don't even know why they're doing it anymore. They just do it because it's the done thing at darts. That's commercially viable, and that's why the referees aren't getting involved anymore because the PDC no. have got actually something to talk about, something for the crowd to react about, and something for the TV cameras. Gob, you know the reason why the refs aren't getting involved anymore because they can't get involved anymore. They cannot con- they cannot control a crowd of three and a half thousand people anymore. There's no such thing as a best of order. As soon as it moves from the intimate venue of the Circus Tavern to the point where they moved it to Alexander Palace, that was the day that the PDC said, we don't give a crap anymore about the best of order being involved because you can't then focus on the individual that's calling out because it's not as intimate a venue as the Circus Tavern. Now, for better or for worse, the PDC has grown to this behemoth Everybody now is not expecting the best of order. I'm with you to an extent. I don't really give a damn. I'm trying really hard not to swear here. I don't really give a damn about them booing him. I think it's stupid and pathetic and ridiculous, but do what you like. The fact that you're singing England Till I Die, Southgate, You're the One, the Don't Take Me Home crap, uh, the, what was the other one? Wait, what was it? Someone gets battered everywhere they go. I'm just like, you're not at football. You, it doesn't even resonate at all with darts. And referees can't control that anymore because you can't just go and tell 3,000 people and chuck them out because then it's behind closed doors again. And the PDC, well, in my opinion, send it somewhere else. If we're going to get that for 15 days, I ain't that. I'm not. Well, to be fair, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not because it's it's learned behaviour from different crowds. I genuinely think the European crowds are a lot worse for it, and that's not just English bias. There genuinely was a time when some of the Euro Tour crowds, especially in in Germany, were ridiculous. Yeah. For it. The minute a German player was playing, um, and that's and, sort and, of and I'll, and I'll be honest with you. I think that, that a lot of people. So apologies for interrupt, because but I think a lot of people now who do travel over from the world from Germany come in with that Euro 2 attitude and they do the same here. And it's not a problem. I don't really particularly mind it. It's just don't start singing such absolute nonsense that doesn't necessarily resonate the darts. I don't particularly like the fact that the One Phil Taylor song still gets talked about. I don't like the fact that again, Taylor's still mentioned in the bloody 180 song. But here we are, you know? You have to. I'd love to know what songs you want them to sing then, because boring, boring, boring tables is probably. As, as speak, Stand to... is too old. Stand up if you love the darts has been about forty years old, and then you're saying they can't sing football songs. Vincent van der Voort plays for about a week mm. and then he gets knocked out. Oh, Gary, Gary doesn't quite have the same effect. Oh, Michael van Gerwen hasn't won a title in a year. What are they supposed to sing, Jarlet? Don't worry, I'm, I'm I'm writing a hymn sheet as we you're speak. Writing some songs. Yeah. And, and I'll be like the Man United singing corner because that I'll was embarrassing be, when you introduced that, and it still is. 
singing section at Old Trafford. We didn't sing. No, there was a singing section, God. There was an atmosphere place that people go to. There's no singing section, but don't worry, the hymn sheets will be coming. It's atmosphereless now, though. It's all gone. <clears throat> True. Right. On to tomorrow, boys, because this show has already been 43 minutes long. It is midnight. I get it's the opening night and we're all very, very excited. But we do have eight games to look ahead to. We have the afternoon session first, followed by the evening session. And because of the time, boys, let, let's keep this brief. I know I'm just going to ask you for a scoreline here, but you are inevitably going to give me a line or two about why you think so. So, Cam, prediction for Steve Lennon, Madras Rasma to go first. Uh, yeah, I fancy Steve Lennon here. I Thing. What about a dart? Hey! What are you saying about keeping it brief? <laughs> it's a good moment, isn't it? He's wearing. So, also, yeah, just to say, it's not tomorrow now, is it? This is today. So, today's afternoon session. Um, yeah, I think Steve Lennon, 3 1. Joe? Uh, complete opposite. Marder's Rasmund wins it 3 1 because he's the best Trouble 19 hitter on the tour. Yeah, I've got Rasma too, but I've got it 3-2. I think it goes a little bit close. Uh, game number two, boys. This one could be really interesting. Chris Lamman against former BDO world champion Scotty Dog Scott Mitchell, who I think, boys, could be in for a bit of a run here. How about you, Joe? Both of them are making their world championship debuts. Um, BBC world championship debuts. Yeah, the proper the proper version, not the uh, not late shite. Um, Charlie! <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving in a few days anyway. I don't care. His head's gone completely. Yeah. I've, I've got. I've, I've, I mean, I, I've got the feet up. Everything. Um, you mentioned the singing section. His head's gone. That's it. <laughs> it should never have wound him up. It's like Gerwin Price. He can't resist. Scott Mitchell will win this, and I think he'll win this three 0 I'm look. Chris Lamond's a decent player, but I think Scott Mitchell's there uh, is in really good form. And I, you got. I think that. He is in for a good run because he's got a decent second round draw. Whoever wins, I think, personally. Yeah, Cam, does the consistency of Mitchell pay off you? Don't get wrong, Lamman is a very, very good operator, has been to the BDA World Championships before. Failed to get a Q, uh, tour card at Q School, but he was in the mix for a long time uh, in and around Richard Veenstra in the final positions, I think. Didn't quite get some sort of qualifier. Um, still the final at the BDO, so, you know, yeah. not too shabby. Yeah, I still, I still fancy Scotty Dog here, I think. Recent experience of playing on the PDC stage as well, um, down at the players as well. I just think I think Scotty's in in a good position for it. I think three 0 as well. You guys are way ahead of the curve. Sorry, I forgot your predictions for the first game. Uh, Brandon says Mitchell three nil. Maliki says three one to Mitchell. Uh, as does Jack Nolte. And boys, I'm going to follow you. Or, or I, I don't want to presume. Let's move on. It's 2021. One, just about. Um, on to game number three, boys. And this is possibly the biggest stash, clash, stash, clash of styles we might see. The very, very uh, introverted Chaz Barstow takes on the extremely extroverted John Norman Jr. Cam. This one could be very interesting. A little bit, a little bit yeah. A little bit of a, little bit of a clash of styles. Um, <laughs> Do fancy Chaz Barstow though, and I think th- probably three one. Jar for you. I think this actually goes pretty close. I think that it will be Chaz that comes through, and it will be three two. I'm going with. I- I'm going to follow you, Jar. I've stayed up to watch a little bit of the CDC throughout the years, and if you guys are, are watching, hello to you folks. Not over the years, over the last few months. Um, and John Norman Jr. looks to have calmed down a little bit, but he is also playing some very solid darts. 
um, Chaz Barstow has, has had the best of both worlds really this year. He has made the world championship as a non-tour card holder through the order of merit because he played in uh, so many pro tours and, and achieved success there. He's also had the added benefit of playing in the live league um, and various other events that you don't, that you can only play if you're not a tour card holder. Um, and I think that just gets Chaz through 3-2. I think he's got a bit of a following heading up uh, from the south with him as well. And then on to the final game of the afternoon session, the round two clash boys between the number whatever seed Daryl Gurney is, because this information is not in front 22. of me. 22. 22 seed uh, against uh, this afternoon's winner, Ricky Evans. Jar, your turn to pick first. Could be a good game, could be a close game. All depends on how uh, stable it, uh, Ricky Evans is on the doubles. However, having said that, though, I'm backing Gurney and I'm going to go back in 3 2. I think it'd be close. Cam, for you, stable mates clash. How's it going? Yeah, I fancy it's pretty close as well. Um, <laughs> I, I want to pick the upset here, but I don't. I think Ricky Evans 3 2. I was quite impressed with him tonight. You say upset. Half the chat room says <laughs> Evans anyway. A stinger with the excellent prediction of 3-2 somebody. <laughs> Evans, Maliki, Curtis, 3-1 Gurney. Um, I think Daryl Gurney does a job here. Ricky was fantastic today, but the consistency in his game has just not been there this year. And I think Daryl Gurney is starting to add that to his game a little bit more. He's finding himself moved through the early rounds of a lot of TV tournaments throughout the year and then comes unstuck a little bit later on. And I think Gurney wins this one 3-1. On to the evening session, boys, from 7 o'clock uh, GMT. And this is another interesting session, to be fair. We start with Willie O'Connor, the Magpie, up against Danny Lauby, a player that potentially rivals Ricky Evans for the fastest player on tour if he gets a tour card camp. Yeah, um, I think a bit of a clash of styles again, isn't it? It's very, Willie's a bit more deliberate and Lowry likes it a bit quicker and I think that could play into Willie's hands, to be honest. I think he'll play at his, his pace and slow him down. So I'm going I'm going Ireland again in the first first game of the session. It's not just because I'm pining for the fact that I should have been in Dublin last weekend and didn't get to go because of the new stupid restrictions. Um, so, uh, yeah, Willie O'Connor, 3-1. You're not bitter, lad. No, not at all. Not not at all. Um, I'm going to say this quickly, Gob. I think that we could have two absolute gems in this uh, today. Uh, I think that the uh, Steve Lennon Marlins Rasmus game could be an underrated gem of a game, and I think this could be as well. Willie O'Connor against Danny Lowby. Ah, obviously qualifies with the CDC. He's been playing some decent stuff. O'Connor really hasn't kicked on this year as much as he wants to. Play well, at, play well at the players, though. Yeah, thanks for that, Cam. It was all right. Not special. Um, the Friday the Chris Dobie performance had 10 180s yeah. 46% on the doubles in the last, last leg. He made the yeah, last yeah. 16. Congratulations yeah, to him. He didn't make the final day, did he? No. Oh, well. Trust me enough, money. But next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, lad. Um, anyway, anyway, I'm back in the upset. Danny Lilby wins three two. Um, I'm not back in the upset. Um, I think Willie O'Connor has a more consistent B game, 
And I think if Danny Lauby is going to win this one, he needs to produce his A game. And if, if William O'Connor produces anywhere near his, I think he will win this. He's, he just has these knacks of, of going on runs for a couple of weeks. Um, we saw that 2020, uh, not so much 2021, uh, especially when him and Steve Leno made that World Cup uh, final. Uh, he, was, he was superb for a couple of weeks around that as well. And uh, look, whilst he wasn't world beaten and, and, and top eight level at the Players' Championships, I saw enough from Willie O'Connor there to suggest that he should beat Danny Lalby. And I'm going to go 3-1. Um this, boys, is a really, really interesting game for me. Ryan Meikle been around for a long time now, considering um, development tour prowess um, against the newest addition to um, the development tour because he was only eligible to play halfway through the year. He only played in six of the European development tour events. Uh, won three of them, I think, got beaten in a final of another, lost in round one and a quarterfinal or semifinal of the other. Uh, the youngest player in the tournament this year, Fabian Schmutzler, um, Jar, how do you see this one going? This will be close again. I don't think it's going to, anybody wants to head out at this point, um, do so, because by the time you come back, we might have had one leg. It's not going to be a quick game, let's put it that way. Uh, I think that Ryan Meekle's got too much on it. And of course, it's a big game because obviously he's got his tour card to think about as well. This is a huge game for him in order to save his tour card. If he wins this, I think he will just about do that. He is currently world number 64. I'm going with Ryan Meekle to win by three sets to one. Cam, the PDC World Championships very nearly launched a young German to stardom a couple of years back in Nico Kurtz. Can Fabian Schmutzler go one better? I don't think so. I think it comes a little bit too soon, this one. Um, I think, again, not that it'll count for anything because for Charles, he didn't make the last day of the Players' Championships. It doesn't count how well he played earlier on in it. Uh, but, yeah, Mikkel's in a li little bit of form again, so... He played, he played well there, and I just think he's had a lot more experience up there on on the stage. I think that'll count for a lot, and I think Schmutzler will get a, uh, get a set, but 3-1. Was it the Dirk performance at the Players' Championships that was unbelievable? Yeah, it was about 104, was it? Uh, Average 109 most of the game. Yeah. And whilst I don't think he would do that here... I do think he will put in a solid performance and the pace might well be an issue for Fabian as well. We know Ryan Miko is not the fastest player in the world. I'm going to say Schmutzler gets a set, though. I'm going to say 3-1 to Ryan Miko. Well, we've all said that now, so that means one thing, that it's not going to end like that. Yeah. Two games to go then, boys. And the, the female player with a tour card makes her appearance. Lisa oh. Ashton. <laughs> Why don't you just say four-time women's champion? Yeah, that one. The four-time women's champion, Lisa Ashton. Women's series. <laughs> Less of that. Less of... Right, we've seen enough shade thrown at Jeff Smith tonight. Let's not be throwing any more shade around at players. Lisa Ashton <laughs> takes on Ron Moolenkamp in the penultimate game of the day. Jar, it very could have been Lisa Ashton that has all of the the fame that Fallon Cherrick has at the minute. She's been close a couple of times in PDC televised games. That opening set against Jan Decker at the World Championships before was astronomical. She's just never quite got the job done. Is this the year that we see Lisa Ashton win a game at the PDC World Championships and go a long way to try and to keep her tour card? 
Needs two wins to even think about that. So she's got to win this game. She's never won a game at the PDC World Dance Championship. Third time lucky. No, it'll be close. Ron Moodenkamp, though, wins this, and I think he wins this in a five-set thriller. I think she won. She lost five, five uh, in a five-set thriller last year to Adam Hunt. I think this is where it ends as well for Lisa, and she will have to go back to the Dream Factory for me, unfortunately. But it will be close as she takes some free two. That's amazing that we call Robin Park in Wigan the Dream Factory, but that's just the way <laughs> this mental sport works. Cam, for you, where's the result going? The Northwest. It's the best best part of the country, mate. What? <laughs> Um, Where? You're not talking about England, because it certainly isn't that. <laughs> it's funny, because you drive up here every single, well, every other weekend, Jard. I don't at the moment, and that's another thing, but that's another reason. And then he comes round when his team are getting battered and watches it on TV instead. this very room at half, past, at half time in the Liverpool game. It was, we had a lovely time. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, I think it ends here for Lisa as well, but I think it's 3-1. I don't I don't think she gets it quite as close as Jar, but I fancy Ron to get it done. Moulinkamp's a bit of an indifferent one to me. I'm, I'm never quite sure what you're going to get of him. He's capable of chucking in the 180s and, and high 90s and, and superb averages. We've seen that on the floor from him in the past. Yet to really see him do anything of real note on TV, and I think that leaves the door open. Felisa Ashton, the crowd are going to be preparing for Fallon Sherrock to play um, later on in the tournament. And I think that starts with a large amount of support for Lisa Ashton. Um, and that will be the difference to get her over the line in a 3-1 victory. I think if it goes close, there'll be trouble. Um, but 3-1 to Lisa Ashton. I you think it's win the first two, got to win the first two sets. Yeah. Yeah. If that's the, if that's the case. There's no way, I, for me, if, if that's the way this is going to happen, they're going to, she's got to win the first two sets. And Simpson. <laughs> On to the final game of the night. Just leave that one there for a few moments. Let it brew. <laughs> um, Carrie Anderson takes on Adrian Lewis. Boys, we have seen this matchup in two PDC World Finals. We now see it in the second round. Such is the fall that Adrian Lewis has suffered. And actually, not even the ranking position that Gary Anderson is in. He's not one of the top, top seeds this time around, but Gary... Uh, AD could have fallen into any part as a, as a non-seed. Um, what's a deciding factor in this one, Jar? Simple. It depends on what Gary Anderson turns up, whether he wants to play dark. He just want to play darts. So I want to do is play darts. Uh, or <laughs> it's aging, or it's aging getting wild, you know, wild up, wound up again. I think this is, uh, it isn't a clash of stars. This should be a 180 fest. Um, I will back the over on this, whatever the over will be, the line that they'll set. If as long as as long as the gando turns up that wants to just play darts, then we are in for a treat. I think that this is going to go five sets, and his experience of winning his first match at every world championships will get him over the line. I think this would be a cracker. Three two gando. There are some big stats around Gary Anderson. The fact that he's at 180 in every single World Championship, PDC World Championship match he's ever played in, and the fact he's well, never lost in, in the his first, first game. We do that in the first two visits, mate. He's that good if he wants to. If he wants to and he's been on it, he, he, he can do it. That, that, that's the thing. I think it will be 3-2, though. I think Gando comes through. Um, I, I, what, was the, what was to say? Uh, there was something on there. Anderson has to be good on the outer ring. Yeah, but both of them, both of them, though, <clears> perhaps <throat> sometimes look bobbins on the outer ring. 
Yeah, Camp Jar was he's done some terrible impressions, but that one of Billy Piper saying if he wants to was possibly the worst one. He didn't even get the accent right. Um what a niche reference that is, by the way. He's too deep for that one. I know. But this game all depends on Gary Anderson, doesn't it? To an extent, yes. But we also know that Aidy's very, very capable of on his day, like he was good tonight, and uh, but I don't think he was anywhere near his best tonight, and he could go up another level from that. I think it's this is going to be really good, and it, it suits both players. It's going to flow. We're not going to get any nonsense. There's not going to be any like you say that. <laughs> it's not like one of them's got history for it. I know, but I, I think the two of them. I think I, I can't see it happening between the two of them. Um, I just just think they'll both just get up there and play darts for want of a better phrase. Um, and yeah, just I think that I've, I'm really looking forward to this already. Like, quite happy to fast forward through the rest and to just watch this one tomorrow. Um, Disagree there. Disagree there. I'm joking. I'm obviously joking. I'll be watching every single one that I can, but. This is the one of, of, of the day, isn't it? And Adrian Lewis gets it done. 3 2. Ooh, brave. Interesting. The thing is. Will you be watching behind the sofa here, God? Because, like, this is a game for you, I think, where if both of them can win, is Darts the winner here for you? No, Darts loses. Because if they both play badly, then. It's still going to be a good watch because it's going to be scrappy and it's going to be interesting to see who holds it together more considering the players that they have been and the players that they are now. They both play well. It's going to flow unbelievably. Russ Bray's potentially going to lose his voice and God knows else what. If, if one turns up well, the other, it will be a little bit disappointing. But I think the real issue with this game is it's only a best of five. That's why Darts loses tomorrow. Because this is only a best of five. And Love this, this could, over 13. Yeah, over 13. Well, we've seen it twice and it's delivered twice. It's been phenomenal when these two have met in a world final. Um, and it would have been amazing to potentially see them do it again. It's not right off for the future, but both players uh, have got a lot of work to do to be able to be in that position. Um, that being said, AD is still looking for that statement win that says, I am back. If he hadn't changed his darts tonight, I possibly would have gone with AD Lewis. I think he would have learned from Peter Wright recently and, and built on it. And like, he'd been in that position before. But because it's so recent, because we've seen his, his change of persona around that so quickly, I thought he would have learned and grown from that. But I just. I said Gary Anderson's performance to make the world final last year were poor. They weren't. They were actually pretty steady, pretty consistent. The man really seems to like this venue. Let's not forget, he was one game away from winning three in a row. Um, and I think Gary's love affair with the Ali Pali continues. And I think it'd be 3-1. I think Gary Anderson just has, just has it in those moments. You um, can't, rob, you be, can't rob us of a set of this. Like, you can't do that. He needs to be over. He needs to be over 35 percent of the ring. Anything less than that, and, and Lewis is in with a big Before before we go, boys, we need to stay on after this because we've got some cricket news just breaking in the last hour. 
Pat Cummins has been identified as a COVID close contact. Sorry, everyone. Uh, so uh, he's now uh, having to self isolate hours before the second test match. Lovely stuff. Oh, that, that is absolutely yeah. with Hazelwood out as well. Oh, yes, please sign me up for that. Yes, I'm yes. staying up. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I appreciate it. Go. Sorry about that. Yes, yes. I mean, the show's been an hour and three minutes long, which is normally 45 minutes at the absolute most. So if you stayed with us through this entire way at 20 past one, on a Thursday morning. It's not even a weekend for it to have launched. We've launched on a Wednesday night, for Christ's sake. Um, but it has been fantastic for Dart to be back. And not just Dart to be back, but for the PDC World Championships to be back at Alexandra Palace in front of a full crowd. How good was that to see boys after being robbed of it last year? Completely. We did have fans on day one, um, but they weren't there completely. Um, let's just stick that one up there because that's pretty funny, even though we do have to move on. <laughs> Um, thank you very much uh, to everybody that has joined us this evening. A reminder that all of the interviews that we have conducted this evening um, will be available in full on our YouTube channel. The preview for tomorrow will be up on our website. Uh, stay tuned on our social media um, to view that one tomorrow. Judd working his magic on his last to see it now as we speak. I need to go through to the see early it. week. Um, I need to get for the ashes. <laughs> Big, big thank you to our friends at Boyle Sports for making this happen. They've been with us for a large part of this year and have stayed with us through the PDC World Championships and we really do appreciate their support. Um, you guys can catch up with all of the latest odds um, with them, but please do remember to bet responsibly. Um, thank you very much to everybody that has watched us this evening as my voice is about to go to Jar for jumping in at the last minute due to Luke's technical problems. Hopefully gets them fixed for tomorrow. To Cam, absolutely, McFarlane. Haven't called you that for a while, but it is still pretty relevant. Your Twitter's been like that for about an yeah. entire year now, mate. It must have been about this time last year that we christened you with that nickname. It's coming up. It's coming up to the anniversary. I think Giles yeah. pointing his T-shirt there, which I had a message halfway through the show saying, "Why is Giles wearing your T-shirt?" That's like. <laughs> <laughs> knowing both myself and Joel, as I do, there is no way he could fit in it if it was my T-shirt. Correct. Angry <laughs> runs. That's just what you get after a dodgy curry the night before. Thank you very much for watching, <laughs> ladies and Happy gentlemen. We will see you all tomorrow night for the fallout bar after day two of the PDC World Championship. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. 
That's stamps.com code program.